Ladies and gentlemen, fans of Delaware County Cross Country, welcome to the Delco Cross Country Podcast. Things are a little different today. Today is a preview of Delco Championships. Delco Championships run this Saturday at Rose Tree Park in Media. Should be an exciting meet for all, uh, especially with everything going on, especially with a lot of storylines in the background. Um, today I have two guests. I have Tom Kennedy, former head coach of the Cardinal Hara Lions, dominant coach uh, in his cross-country coaching history, and I also have Bill Corrin, who is the current coach of the Strathaven girls. He's going to break down the girls' races with Tom Kennedy breaking down the boys' races coming up. A little bit different on how I set up this podcast, obviously the introduction here. I'm going to go into my interview with Tom Kennedy, followed by my interview with Bill Corrin, uh, and then I'm going to give my own little twist, my own little talk about who to look out for at Delco Championships this weekend, which teams are going to look to make a big splash this weekend, uh, especially when it comes to Delco Championships. Uh, Once again, thank you for sharing this information. Thank you for sharing this podcast. Uh, It was really cool to have a bunch of coaches reach out, a bunch of families reach out uh, to say how much they love this podcast. So thank you again for sharing. Make sure you follow us at DelcoXCPod on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, DelcoXC at gmail.com. Eric Mundy emailed me the other day. He is the coach of the Episcopal Girls. Uh, he believes that the 94 Bonner team should be included on the greatest teams of all time. Uh, I've actually already sent that off to Tom Kennedy. If you have not listened to that podcast yet, make sure you listen to the podcast of the greatest XC teams and athletes in high school career of all time in Delray County. Great episode. Eric, thank you for sending your information. Thank you for sharing your thoughts uh, as well on that one. But yeah, I'm going to get right into it today. This is a, kind of a longer podcast because we have a Delco preview for the boys and girls. So first, here's my interview with Tom Kennedy, followed immediately with my interview with right, And Moore. with me to cover the Delco boys preview right now is Tom Kennedy. He is the former head coach of Cardinal Howard, dominant programs for years and years and years. Uh, he is now currently an assistant coach at Pencrest High School for track and field. Uh, Tom Kennedy's here. And he's back based off our conversation from the other day when it comes to top athletes. But now we are looking into a Delco preview. Delco Championships Rose Tree Park this weekend. Uh, And in reality, we have three teams state-ranked prior to Paul Short last week. That's Episcopal Academy, Pentoncrest, and Ridley all in the state rankings. All went up against each other, Paul Short, over the weekend. Uh, Pencrest being the top team out of there. Who knows what's going to happen at Delco Championships this weekend? Anything could potentially happen. What do you see potentially happening at Delco Championships on the boys' end? So, for starters, uh, this is the first time in Delaware County history that the boys have had three state-ranked teams uh, going for a Delco title at the same time. They've had two before, and it hasn't happened a lot. Um very few times actually, but to have three at the same time. Um, and so it does, you know, and based off their performances uh, this weekend, uh, there is a lot of a, a kind of an up in the air feeling. Um, you have to believe that uh, at this point, Pencrest is a slight favorite. Um, they have a really good squad. Uh, they are, uh, Episcopal is also, you know, was ranked number one in the state for a long time. Uh, uh, probably not after uh, their performance at uh, at Paul Short, 
Um, Episcopal is a little bit deeper of a team than Pencrest is, uh, but Pencrest has some really big low sticks. Um, and uh, on the right day, you know, the Pencrest uh, Pencrest guys can have uh, five five very low sticks. Um, and also uh, Ridley uh, Ridley High School got to give a ton of respect uh, for uh, Coach Lancy and the crew over there. They're doing a great job. Those really kids are tough, um, and uh, they could do a lot of things at, uh, at the Delaware County Championship. So it's going to be super, super interesting. Yeah, I mean, even if you look at this top five, Ridley's the only team in Delaware County that had the top five times going in. That's Jackson Kane at number four at 16.01, Joey Lancey at number five at 16.08. Uh, going into Delco weekend, obviously this is led by Rowan Carr, who is the top ranked. Oh, sorry, I apologize. I'm wrong again. I'm... Edomias is ranked number three for Pencrest, uh, with Rowan as number one. But you have Ridley and Pencrest, four of the top five right now in the rankings, just based off of their performances this year, with Radner's Luke Bodden as number two ranked time. And then you have these Episcopal guys. They don't really have many races under their legs yet. Uh, could do anything at Delco Championships. I mean, you have Eli Engelman, who's been their number one guy this year so far. With a, with a little guy by the name of Michael Woolery, who's, <laughs> right. who's not on this list right now in the top 20. But honestly, anything, this we know that this kid is a stud. He did the Delco triple, one of the few, one of five athletes to do the Delco mile 8 and 3200 3, win that's, at Delco Championships. That's correct. He's one of five, three of them being Cardinal Howard, two of them being Episcopal Academy. Yes. All right. So you know that this kid has the talent and has the ability uh, in that individual race, especially when it comes to this team score, I think there's a little bit of a fire in Episcopal's belly after after Paul Short this weekend. Right, and, and I don't want to forget about Eli Engelman because he's definitely a guy who could contend for a win here. Uh, Michael Woolery, of course, is a, a, a wildly talented track and field athlete um, who has run some really good cross-country performances. And... So if I was a competitor, I would be worried if Michael Woolery showed up at Rose Street Park on that day and decided I'm winning this race uh, because he is right now the uh, the huge wild card in the whole thing. Yeah, he's ranked as their fifth runner. They have Engelman, Zhao, French, Connor, and Woolery as their number five right now. Uh, like you said, tremendous wild card in that one. And also, you know, at Episcopal Academy, you're talking about a team that went all the way to the uh, – to the uh, Nike Cross Nationals last year, so they they've been in uh, in uh, big time races and stressful situations. Um, I think it's going to be super interesting between Pencrest, Episcopal Academy, and Ridley on the team side, and on the individual side. There's some great stories there too. Uh, this young man Rowan Carr, who's only a freshman, uh, has been handling uh, the new high school spotlight very well. Um, I believe he was the uh, the eighth grade national champion at nationals at the, that were held at the at the Franklin Field this year. Um, so what a great story that could be. Uh, definitely don't want to jinx that, but wow, what a great start for that young man. Really exciting stuff from a from a freshman boy. You don't you don't see this ever. You we haven't seen this ever before at this level. Yeah, and he's already broken sixteen at Rose Trees, coming in with a PR of fifteen forty two. You have three guys coming in sub sixteen. This weekend, well, also uh, out front for Pancrest, al- along with Rowan, uh, Edomias Mulligetta, um, 
Just as a very good track record as a successful cross country runner and as a uh, as a really good 3200 meter 1600 meter guy in track. Um, so once again, Edemias Mulageta, not a name you want to forget. Uh, Jackson Kane from Ridley, definitely not a name you want to forget. Uh, Jackson Kane is tough, 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 um, and uh, Rose Tree t- tends to lend itself to uh, tough runners because. You know, it's hilly, it's rolling up and rolling down. I haven't looked at the new course as much as some other people have. Um, but uh, if it comes down to toughness, uh, Jackson Kane would uh, uh, would probably be some, laying some smart money there would probably be a good idea. And, I mean, he's already got a PR of 16.01 at the Paul Short uh, meet earlier this past weekend and has already run 16.09 on that Rose Tree course. Uh, at Central League meet number three. So Jackson Kane is definitely someone you want to keep your eye out for. Potentially another guy who's under 16 for this weekend, which just be impressive uh, for this. Like I, like we've said, this dominant Delco cross-country programs have been put together out of Pencrest, Episcopal, and Ridley. Uh, if you look at the team rankings going into this weekend, PA Milesplit puts up rankings through... They, they kind of have a virtual meet option on PA Mile Split. I've run it uh, for the past couple of weeks. Right now, the top five is what I always look at. If you can make it into the top five in Delaware County, you've done some big things for this for the uh, season. Right. Strathaven would be ranked fifth right now with a score of 110. Uh, Haverford would be ranked fourth with a score of 104. Ridley with a score of 78 at third. Episcopal Academy with a score of 66 at second. And that team from Pencrest with a score of 48 would be your Delco champion if this was run virtually via mile split. And thank God it's not run virtually. It's, you know, <laughs> it's going to be uh, it's going to be decided out on the hill and dale of Rose Tree Park. Um, and you know that that uh, that Hatford uh, Hatford Township High School that's that's an interesting team. Uh, Coach Ryan Comstock is uh, is an excellent coach and a great guy. Um, and uh, they've they've been known to surprise. Uh, in different spots, so that's a team I wouldn't totally count out. Um, and also on the individual side, I don't want to uh, uh, miss out on talking about Luke Bodden uh, from Radnor, who's a really, really strong runner. Um, I, I don't think he had the performance he wanted to have at. Uh, he went. They raced at Carlisle over the weekend. Went fifteen fifty three. Okay, well maybe he did have the performance. <laughs> yeah, he, had, he, he had a good have. performance this weekend. So yeah, Luke Bodden is still looking like Luke Bodden, and that's another name you know you don't want to forget in that mix. If you're looking at, uh, you know, you're looking at uh, folks who have a chance to win. Luke Bodden is a solid runner in cross country and track, and uh, definitely don't want to count him out. Yeah, and just looking individual-wise, it's the top 20 that that will medal this year in Delco Championships. This is the first year we've gone in Delco Championships in which it's equal uh, for all teams. You have 20 on the girls' end, 20 on the boys' end varsity. I believe JV, it's the top eight on both ends. And now with a combined novice race for boys' and girls, it is a top five for that novice Interesting. race. Interesting, and it's combined guys and girls. It is a combined guys and girls for the first time, I believe, in cross-country history. Very interesting, very interesting. So a lot happening this weekend, a lot to look out for. Uh, excited to see those results at Rose Street Park on the boys' end. Uh, Tom Kennedy, thank you for coming joining me today. Just a quick 10-minute preview of the boys' race for Delco Championships this weekend. Thank you again for joining me. My pleasure, Ken. I am joined by Bill Corrin today, the head coach of the girls from Strathaven Cross Country and Track and Field Program. Bill, thanks for joining me on this great program today. 
Love being here. Can't believe how cool this is that you're doing a Delco cross country following and all this stuff with the history and the current stuff. The kids really appreciate it, Kev. No, and as I've said on the podcast before, a lot of this is because of Terry Tui uh, retiring. Always want to give love to the sport that I love so much uh, that I've been a part of since I was a kid. Uh, and to do that for Delaware County, it's huge for me. Uh, That's really nice. Speaking of Delaware County, it is Delco Champs Week. I know how nervously excited you are for this week, as always. I mean, there, there's all, there's a couple guarantees in uh, Delco Cross Country uh, for you. One, every, anytime you pass by a cornfield, your girls will look over at you on the bus, obviously. Uh, and two, there's always, always, always a Delco preview for Bill Corn sent out to all of the coaches in Delaware County. So, Bill, let's get to it. This year is going to be a little bit of a challenge. You have two ranked girls teams in the state as of last week. Uh, that would be Haverford and your team from Strathaven. Uh, but it should be a little bit of a competitive Delco championships this weekend. Okay, so I, I will tell you a couple of things about that if you're okay with this, Kev. It's a new year in Delco's because of the fact that we had the, the playground put into Rose Street. And we had to build and develop a new course. So it has been, we tried a new course. It is definitely a little shorter than the old Delco course. And it looks a little easier instead of going up the two mile hill. Um, on that, people have to know where to go. Now the Central League has been running that. So their kids are used to following what they call the, the colored cones. The first cone is green for the first mile. They have to go through all the green cones. The second mile is orange and the third mile is yellow. And believe it or not, they can, the cones are pretty well established. There's about a, over a hundred cones set up on the course that I will set up Saturday morning at Delco's. Uh, as we get into the race, people, the central league is accustomed to running it. I feel a little badly that except for the scrimmage, which was not exactly the same course, teams like Notre Dame, Episcopal, uh, Bonner, Prendergast, O'Hara, teams of that sort are a little at a little disadvantage. And I'm hoping that none of them will get lost during the meet. As it turns out, the Central League, though, is the dominant league this year. They are they're they're carrying the top kids. Most of the top kids are coming from the Central League teams. As far as a team goes, Haverford is really a big favorite. I know I don't want to like say that people say, well, you're saying that because if you upset them, you'll feel great about yourself. But the idea is they are the best team. They have a one-two punch in Sislak and McGeehan. And then they have about 10 other girls that are all pretty good. They have an injury with a girl named Ryan Dancanis or Danakis. She was a ninth grade good girl for them last year. She has not come back yet. I don't know if she'll be running at Delco's, but they have a three, four, five, six, seven pack that should finish somewhere between 13th and 25th all five of those girls well and i've been i've mentioned on this podcast a lot before the the pack running in general that alone takes away so many points from different teams different athletes and really pushes a team to that next level like haverford uh and you have done at Strathaven so many years that uh, cardinal howard did for so many years uh, that pack running was very important, especially with your two front runners. Uh, you mentioned the Central League, so I'm going to bring it up. The rankings right now in Delaware County via mile split, and in my opinion, the mile split times really don't matter. It's just data. It's just fun. Uh, it's just bringing it down a little bit more. 
Uh, it would be Haverford as the favorite, as you said. It would be Strathaven in second. It would be Pencrest who would be third. Garnet Valley would be fourth, and Springfield would be fifth in this ranking system. But however, you're looking at teams that ran on Paul Short. You're looking at teams that ran at a faster Rose Tree course mm -hmm. uh, with those Central League teams. Uh, and you're not really counting in teams that like Notre Dame or Episcopal in this who've run mostly at Belmont this year a couple of times. Uh, a couple of times on Episcopal Academy's home course, uh, but never like something as fast as a Paul Short or a Rose Tree. Yeah, I would I would say that uh, Strathaven's certainly above those teams that for third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. However, I do think that um, their their te their teams are not bad. Like there's no there's no real powerhouse that's third, fourth, fifth, or sixth that threatens Strathaven. But as you know, Strathaven, we have not run our whole lineup ever so far this season. So it's a weird year for us. Uh, Haverford ran at Paul Short and gave me some hope that maybe we'd have a shot at him. But it was pretty bad conditions. The average kid ran Paul Short on all the teams 50 seconds worse than last year. So, you know, the weather did hurt them. Yeah, that weather definitely affected uh, those athletes at Paul Short this weekend. I mean, you you see that time change just in those top athletes alone. Yeah, uh, Olivia Cislak running much slower than she did at District 1 championships on that same course a year ago. So uh, as far as teams go, Kev, as far as teams go, I would say that it's pretty – it's going to be an upset if somebody beats Strathaven. Strathaven is probably going to have to have one of their girls sick for them to lose their second. For first, there's so many positives for Haverford. I mean, it's possible that Pro Cup from Strathaven and Brown from Strathaven could beat McGeehan from Haverford. It's possible. They've matched up once this year, and Brown did beat McGeehan, but McGeehan's a tough girl. So Sislak will win the race, likely. So the Haverford gets that one stick, and, you know, that's a big deal. But if it goes one and Strathaven gets two, three, and – uh, Haverford gets four. That's a tie game after the first four finishers. The only other girl that could possibly squeeze into that top five, in my opinion, is Margolis from Radnor. Yeah, and I've been watching Chloe Brown, just tremendous drop in times, uh, building that confidence throughout this season, especially mm -hmm. over the past couple of weeks. I've been seeing that that steady drop. Uh, and as you said, Margolis is definitely one of those top uh, top-tier athletes could, that could break within that top four. Uh, or top five in this right. league. Yeah. Uh, and then you have girls like a Mary Rosano from Notre Dame or a Cara Sweeney from Notre Dame uh, yeah. as well that are, are finding their way within that top 10. Cara Sweeney moving into the top 20 in Delaware County this weekend alone, as did Radner's Emma Hyde, who ran 2039 uh, the other day, as just throughout this weekend. Here's the list that I have, Kev, of the girls that could get top seven, which of course has been... All Delco, if you make top seven, you make first team all Delco. It's a big deal. Um, the girls that have a chance, you have Golombuski from Upper Darby. She's a senior this year. She was fourth last year. You have Getz from Marple. She was 20th last year. She's a junior, and she's unbelievably improving. Uh, Butler's done a great job with her and the other girl at the front for, their, for them. You've got Curtis from Springfield, a tremendous half-miler. She's a junior. She was 21st last year. She'll be close to top seven. Avery Lusgarden, who was sixth last year, but she's coming off an injury. I don't know if she's racing at Delco's or not. 
Rosano from Notre Dame, as you mentioned, was ninth last year. Sweeney from Notre Dame was 12th last year. And there is one freshman in the hunt, which is usually there's more than this. And that's Williamson from Episcopal Academy. I don't see anyone else having any shot to come in the top seven. Well, it's funny. You just named a bunch of girls within that within that top 20 list that I have uh, so far this season, ranking wise. Uh, Lizzie Getz, obviously from Marple Newtown, is is a big get for, no pun intended, for uh, Marple Newtown and, and Coach Butler over there running toe-to-toe with her teammate Allie Pavone uh, as well. But then you also have someone like a Sophie Cur- Sophia Curtis uh, within there. Also, your girl Sophie Jackson uh, ranked 15th uh, so far this season. Uh, could be very interesting on this girls' race. Uh, and in my opinion, that that top seven, even that top 10 finishing-wise is huge. Lorelai Golombuski, as you mentioned, she mm-hmm. was within that top three, I believe, last year or top four. Uh, last year and she is now on her she just finished her second race i believe full 5k at paul short the other day yeah she's Uh, getting herself back together looks like she's getting herself back together legs coming under her uh and that's the complicated thing about delgos this year you have teams that have either run three invitationals or teams that run one invitational going into a championship season uh and that's trying to find your legs under you going into delco championships which might be more of an advantage for teams that have run early on September, kind of like a Strathaven, a Marple Newtown, uh, a Pencrest who run at the Northampton Invitational right. versus those who are just getting their legs under them for this one Invitational from Paul Short. Yeah. And a lot of this is that Jew- the, we had the Jewish holiday early September. You had the tropical storm that knocked out uh, teams from Foundation and the Pencrest Invitational. So this thing happened with us kev we went to carlisle assuming it was a really fast course and i was told it was really flat it was much tougher than we expected i mean i i'll my girls who are fairly tough girls they got done now the sun did come out it was an atypical sun and they hadn't been used to it for a couple weeks but the course was really rough i mean like up and down no let up and then i was told that with downingtown west is where we tried to run we we tried a different a different uh, schedule this year and a different practice schedule. And we're going to see if it works out. We did almost no hill workouts this year, which is pretty silly, but we didn't do any. And we didn't go to any courses that had big hills. We didn't go to Hershey for a change. We're going to see if that matters. Like we, we're hoping it's going to keep our legs fresher. And when it comes, push come to shove, we have a chance. Um, Haverford has run people, like said, they were surprised to see Sislak and McGeehan run all the dual meets. You know, but they didn't run that many hard weekend meets. So therefore they did run. I mean, watching Sislak run, I was shocked that she got upset by that girl from, uh, you know, that girl Krause from Moravian or wherever she's at. Guess what? You beat Sislak, you're really running, you know. And as an individual, Olivia's locked to win Delcos. We've had Chloe Brown has the fastest time at, and in the Central League meets at 19.03. But Sislak can run that course. I will be telling you, I think she, if she runs all out, which she may not, I think she could be one of the top 10 ever girls, even looking at the other courses and comparing them a little, knowing that this course is about 30 seconds, I would say, easier than Pastelco's. And I would totally agree with you on the time difference between Pastelco's 
uh, just by looking at the times. I did visit uh, a Central League meet earlier in the year. Uh, and as I mentioned on the podcast earlier this year, the uh, the playground on the course messed up not only the course, but also my viewing pleasure as I brought my toddler to the sh- to that meet. And he was all over the playground. I got to see maybe a finish or two uh, <laughs> of those races. So I really did not get to see much of the course. I got you. So, Bill, we basically, like, obviously Haverford is the favorite team in this race. Uh, how do you see this team breakdown going uh, to me, if you finish within the top five teams in Delaware County, uh, you've done a tremendous job this year, no matter what uh, right. you should be really proud of going into it. So how do you see this? this I see, you know, I think Notre Dame's better than they let on. They don't usually run their all their kids that well until later. Nick Vecic does a really good job of that. So I'd have to count them as the third place team. Springfield's been holding back a lot this year. Uh, they haven't run the dual meets hard. And they have good girls. Last year, they were real good. They were second. Remember, they were runner-up last year. Uh, We, as a history, as a team, you know, the last 16 years, we were first or second every year but last year. And the reason we weren't because Hannah Prokop sprained her ankle during the race, so we took our number one out. But Springfield legitimately got second last year, and they have a lot of those girls back. They're missing one, but they've got everybody else. So I think they and Notre Dame will likely be third and fourth. I think Marple is not ready yet. They'll be ready next year to make the step. I don't think they're ready yet to beat Springfield. And I also think Pencrest has been downplaying. They have not run any real big-time meets. I think they're good, like you mentioned them. And they have a, have a solid group of girls that should be good. While I'm on Pencrest, I was at the uh, Carlisle meet, and I got to see the ex-Pencrest runner, Ruby Schwelm. What a shame that she's not at Delco's. We could have her and Sislak battling it out at the front. Ruby looks so good. It's unbelievable. That's how good she looked at Carlisle. And she's a Delco girl. I don't care if she's running for Tattnall or not. She lives in Pencrest. She's a Delco girl. And I would have loved to see she and Olivia battle it out this year and next. Yeah, it would have definitely been interesting. Would have definitely brought a different turn to Delco's. Make it, look, it even make a challenge. Uh, within the, within that top three programs, but as you said, Springfield they they are showing a lot. They are showing as much as we know they're worth. They finished second at Salanziano Invitational over the weekend, uh, which in my opinion is one of the tougher courses I've ever run on. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I ran on it, the first mile was downhill, and then the next two were all up. So mm-hmm. that course is that course is very difficult. So to see Springfield go in the top two there, uh, pretty impressive. Well, Kev, we're going to have a celebrity on Saturday at the meet uh, because I was desperate and hoping that our girls would be fired up. Somebody visited me this week and I begged her to come to the meet Saturday. So Allie Wilson, former Delco half miler, possible Olympic runner, will be there on Saturday. And she was funny. She said, you know, Corn, you know, the Haverford girls coach wanted me to speak to her girls. She said, I couldn't do it because I'm from Strathaven. So she'll be there on Saturday. and. Uh, just for some knowledge for the future. I don't think people do follow her a little, even if they aren't like Strathaven people. She is leaving Atlanta, the club that she was at, and she's going to go and run, I think, in Indianapolis for her same coaches. Her coaches were let go at Atlanta, and they're now going to Indianapolis. And Allie's going to start this year, 2024. It looks like she's going to run the 800 and the 1500 to try to make the Olympic team on one of those situations. 
So, Bill, is this you trying to distract uh, other teams into helping Strat even uh, move to that next level? I think I think there's a master plan behind this. Behind this, Wilson. And obviously, if you have not heard it yet, Tom Kennedy and I we broke down the top athletes and the top teams in high school Delco history. Right. The potential of maybe saving another podcast down the road of post high school career. Allie Wilson, no doubt, would be on that list. And post obviously, she learned how to run after she ran under you. A hundred percent. You know, she got finally got coaching when she went to college. Exactly. And she ran out. She doesn't have any shin splints anymore because I know how much you love your shin splints. And and you had them all throughout high school. You know, I was not the runner. These kids are. You can count (laughs) on that. For sure. So, Bill, any other uh, anything else going into this weekend? Anything else you okay, want? The to other the other thing, on? the other thing I think that you would enjoy. I don't know if you would say this is the 48th year for Delcos. That's a lot of years. And we've been at Rose Tree. I think we said it was it since 1995. Or maybe even earlier. I don't know. Before that, you know, it used to be at Memorial Park in Springfield. And it was 4K, not 5K. So it was a big that was one historical difference. Another thing is people don't people overlook JV and varsity. They don't look at JV or novice. First of all, novice. This is the first year that the girls are going to have a novice. They're going to be in a novice race. They're going to run with the boys, but they will get their own plaques. I'm really proud of Delco Roadrunners with Byron Mundy, who, by the way, Byron has done is the main force keeping the Delco championships alive. You know, he does it on his own. That's no remuneration works hard at it, you know, does whatever. And Byron has was talked into it by the Haverford coach last year who said we should have a girl's novice if we have a boy's novice. And Byron was willing to buy more medals. So he's bought novice medals over and above what he had. And they're buying more varsity plaques for the boys than they used to. So now everything's going to be equal because we have a novice girls race. Well, it's funny. It's funny, Bill, because I actually mentioned this uh, with the interview with Tom Kennedy on the boys preview uh, mm-hmm. that they have equal number of medals. That's the top 20 for the varsity girls, yeah. uh, top eight for JV boys and girls, uh, and now top five for the combined novice race. First time in history. Uh, it wasn't only the habit for coach. I also spoke with Byron Mundy uh, at Delco Championships about the same thing, uh, except in a different tone. So Byron apologized for the different tone at the moment. <laughs> We, we've had uh, we've had many uh, Tony conversations, I think, in the past. Right. Um, I think that's all water under the bridge because it was back and forth emails, nothing but respect. Right back to me said uh, right. when I emailed him last year, right after Delco's, he said that's a great idea. Uh, that is what we're going to do next year. Okay. So I'm glad that he did ask me my opinion, and I'm very I'm okay with it. I sort of feel bad that the boys and girls still have to run together because. It does not give the girls novice a chance to shine. There's a lot of boys around them. They're going to be ahead of them, but it's still rather than add an extra race, which adds an extra 45 minutes to the meet. It's already over late because we give out all those awards at the end. So I think that was a real plus on the other side, JV side Haverford last year, I believe had seven of the top eight girls JV. Okay. I'm not sure. I'd have to look up the number. This year, again, there's just nobody that can outscore them. They have, like, in the JV race, they could get top five again, you know, especially if everybody's running honest and running their varsity kids who's varsity and not putting them in JV. 
that's a big accomplishment. Haverford has a huge program. They have a lot of coaches. Uh, they added, I think, Alicia York this year to the staff. So they have like they have a lot of good talent, and they have a lot of good girls. And a lot of it stems from their middle school team, which is really good. And like I went to the middle school meet last week, a lot of Haverford girls up front, you know, running well. So I think the meet is 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 a lot of excitement and it's a lot of fun and a lot of people come back to visit, you know, and they can say hi and. Uh, you know, being old now, I'm 73. I've seen a lot of Delco champs. Everyone is fun to look forward to. And if you're in the hunt, it's great. And if you're not in the hunt, your kids seem to run better at Delco's anyway. Exactly right. And Bill, it was the eight of the top 10 for for girls last year in the JV, just showing that pure depth uh, out of that program. Uh, Bill, as always, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Um I'm excited for Delco championships. I've been excited to watch uh, these results come out. Good luck. Best of luck to the Strathaven girls in championship season. Now that you have Delco's centrals districts and States coming up, best of luck within this month as we, uh, we enter championship season. Good luck. Appreciate it, Kevin. Like, you're doing a great job for those the county. This up. week with Thank Tom you. Kennedy and Bill Corrin this week. I hope you enjoyed those interviews and kind of a breakdown of what they're thinking of Delco's, especially in a Delco situation. Delco Championships this Saturday at Rose Tree Park and Media. Uh, it's one of those things that anything can happen. And in reality, I've been sitting down and really trying to think about this meet specifically. Uh, and this is like zero bias whatsoever. Uh, and I've had coaches reach out to me. Thank you, coaches. I've had, I've had people reach out to me over the past few days. Uh, and things that I found really, uh, really exciting going into this, this weekend in general. Um, one of the coolest things, though, I saw Penn Track release earlier today the best fifth man in the state of Pennsylvania. And I also laughed at this list because on this list is Michael Woolery of Episcopal Academy. And if anybody knows anything, Michael Woolery is not a fifth man of Episcopal. Michael Woolery is one of the top men at Episcopal, uh, which made me laugh a little bit out loud when I saw this list. Uh, I also noticed that Pencrest's Andrew Hayes was number 14 on this list, uh, going down with Woolery as number 18 on this list. Uh, and Ridley's Donovan Washington was number 33. Delaware County Championships on the boys' end, we already know, is going to come down to those three teams. It's going to come down to Episcopal. It's going to come down to Ridley. It's going to come down to Pencrest. Like, these are just common things that we tend to figure out at this point. No offense to the other teams, you guys have run amazing meets this year. You've run amazing races so far this year. And Delco is a time in which anything can happen, like a Strathaven and a Haverford. Haverford has been building up throughout this entire year uh, and has been pretty impressive on their own performances, uh, just t stuck in a time in which it's Episcopal, Ridley, and Pencrest being state-ranked. Uh, and Honestly, I, I see it going with Episcopal and Pencrest potentially being your top two teams. I think Ridley has had a great season. I don't know how strong that top five is against either Episcopal and then and a Pencrest specifically. Uh, but looking at this and going over this, Episcopal needs 20 points to beat Pencrest in reality. Pencrest right now is ranked number one in Delaware County. A lot of us already know this information. We've looked over this information. I broke it down with Tom Kennedy. I broke it down on the podcast through weeks. 
if Delcos was on paper, Pencrest would be winning by 18 points. Episcopal would need 20. And it's actually not hard for Episcopal to get this 20. Because in reality, their 20 comes from their number five, Michael Worlery. Michael Worlery could easily finish within the top three athletes in Delaware County this weekend, could easily even win this weekend. And it opens up a whole nother game where it comes down to the number five runner on Episcopal. It comes down to the number five runner on Pencrest. It comes down to the number five runner on Ridley. Uh, it's just looking at this, this weekend on the boys' end, specifically with those top three, it's going to come down to where those four and five come in, where that gap is among their team, how far off the spread is, and the spread is something I've been talking about since week one on this podcast, um, and how short of a spread that is between one and five, this could potentially come down to their fifth runner or even a sixth runner at Delaware County Championships this weekend. Uh, and that is that is fairly close. Uh, by far one of the closest two called Delco Championships I can remember in recent history. Uh, and it's between your three state-ranked teams. It's between Ridley, Episcopal, Pencrest. As I said, Episcopal needs about 18 to 20 points, which can happen. Ridley would need probably about 20 to 30 points uh, difference between where they are on paper versus where they are on the course. Not saying it can't happen, uh, but it's definitely something to look out for this weekend. I'm not going to give you a total projected winner on this end. Um, because I really think this race is way too close to really project a winner in Delaware County. Uh, and on the girls' end, <laughs> this is another race, which I've been looking at all week. I've been looking at this breakdown for the past couple of weeks since I put together the top teams in Delco, since I put together the top uh, rankings in Delco, the top individuals. And this meet is down, I mean, to could be seven teams. Those seven teams could be fighting for the number one ranking in Delaware County. Seven. Obviously, like Bill said in the preview, Haverford is the favorite in this meet. Haverford should blow out the race. Haverford should win this. But kind of like football in the NFL, any given Sunday, anything can potentially happen. And we've seen that happen in Delco history before. Any given Sunday, anyone could come up with a soreness or an injury or, or an illness, and it could really affect what's going on. So I'm not – like, I could say Haverford is going to win this meet, but at the same time, I truly believe anything can happen in, in the sport of cross country on any given day. If you go out there and you give, all, give your all and keep pushing to the max – and know that you can match up against teams and, and focus in on those specific matchups, anything could potentially happen. I mean, that, that's what happened with my 2017 Prendy team, uh, where the belief was that a, a team like Cardinal Howard was going to run away with that Catholic League championship. And, and Prendy, ended, we ended up winning by one because any given Sunday, anything could potentially happen. So in my mind, this is really, I mean, this is a tough, tough race. Haverford right now would be favored by 12 points over Strathaven. Uh, and we already had that breakdown 
with Haverford having 55, Strathaven having 67. Um, and Strathaven would be right now the runaway for a second and potentially the team that knocks off Haverford uh, if they go out and, and race their all. But there are other teams that can go out there and play spoiler. And by playing spoiler, they could either go and drop teams from first to seventh in this meet. It's crazy. Now, Bill was a, Coach Corn, Bill Corn, was able to break down his thoughts on individual races and who thought he thought was going to be in that top seven for the running. And every team that he mentioned, whether it was Olivia Cislak, Cameron McGann, Hannah Prokop, Zoe Margolis from Radnor, Chloe Brown, Kendra Williamson is another one to look out for from Episcopal Academy, Mary Rosano, Kara Sweeney, Audrey Stevens, Micah Haskins, Kyer, Lorelai Golombuski, Avery Lustgarden, Lizzie Getz, Keely Aiken, Sophie Jackson, Sophia Curtis, uh, Mackenzie Gillespie, Allie Pavone, Emma Hyde, Caitlin Crumlish. That is your top 20 right now, separated by about two minutes completely. However, when it comes to a rose tree course, anything can happen. I mean, Sophia Curtis is one of those athletes from Springfield that could really throw a wrench into anyone's plan. And again, this is a meet in which I can't really break down a top five for you, but I'm going to tell you straight out, there are about seven or eight teams that are in the running. All right? I would, to me, fifth place and finishing the top five in Delco is amazing. And in this year, going within that seven and eight, you could fall any team within that ranking. As I've already said, Haverford is the favorite. Strathaven is the favorite to finish second. But once again, any given Sunday, anything can happen. There are teams that are going to be out there to play spoiler. You're going to look at a team like Springfield, who's coming off of a second-place finish at Salanzianum, who could play spoiler. Springfield finished second overall at Delco Championships a year ago. And with their top runners running the way they are, especially like a Sophia Curtis, a wrench could be thrown into the plans of a Strathaven or a Haverford, uh, and Springfield could easily be one of those top three teams. And you also, and Springfield right now in the rankings is five. You also can't discount a team like Marple Newtown. Marple Newtown has a solid two up front in Lizzie Getz and Allie Pavone. They have Janika Wark. They have Sarah Coe, who's run tremendous all year, and Sarah's been basically their number three throughout this season. She's ranked their number five. Marble Newtown is another team that could go out there and, and play spoiler, especially with Lizzie and Allie running together. And then they have three, four, and five right on each other with very minimal gap. And not to mention their number six runner, Cheyenne McCarthy, is right there as well. Like, Marple could play spoiler in this one. And um, let, let's not discount, again, a team like Notre Dame. Notre Dame has a team that's not run on Rose Tree yet. And they have girls who are ranked 7th and 8th in Mary Rosano and Kara Sweeney. Uh, and I've been covering their meets at the Interact. And I've been watching as their times drop. But not only their times, but like a Carson Tierney, ranked 29th right now. But still in that running as a 21-22 runner. Uh, they have Chloe Calvert, and they and right now the biggest issue is trying to push that number five runner up. Notre Dame is also very dangerous and can play spoiler. 
Not to mention another team in Garnet Valley. Garnet Valley has Avery Lustgarden, who's ranked 12th right now, and Avery's been one of the top runners in the league since she started in, in Delco. Not to mention Rachel Hicks as a close number two on her, and Rachel's performing very well. Then you got Lily Mellinger and Heaven Data and Felicia Grimmelbean, and once again, this meet becomes very close, with Garnet Valley right now being ranked fourth overall. And you have a team like a Pencrest. And Pencrest, they are top runners, Keely Aiken, but they have a pretty close pack between one and four with Keely Aiken, Caitlin Crumlish, Regan McGock, Gwen Cherney. The issue was number five again. And one of the things that we're noting is that fifth runner becomes very important at Delco Championships on the girls' end and on the boys' end. That fifth runner could be the difference between you finishing first, second, versus you finishing third, fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh. I've already talked about Notre Dame, Marple, talked about Garnet Valley. Another team to keep an eye on is a team like Radner, who's ranked eighth, and Episcopal, who is ranked ninth. Radner, they, I mean, they're also a team that goes out there. They have a top runner in Zoe Margolis. And that's someone who I say you look out for. And once again, anything can happen here. But it, they have a fall off between Zoe and number two with Emma Hyde, who's right now ranked 19th. Then they have Sonia Doherty and Clara Humphrey, who are their, who are three, four with Clara Brown being their five. So it's just teams to keep your eye open for. And one of the teams that I've liked all year is another team like Episcopal Academy. Kendra Williamson has proven that she's willing to take that step up to the next level, and she's looking to bring her teammates with her. So, like I said, top 10 on the girls' end is something that to be proud of. Top five is really like, hey, congratulations, you really pushed yourself. But anyone can play spoiler in these races. Anyone. Agnes Irwin can play spoiler. They're ranked 10th. Upper Darby could play spoiler with their top runner in Lorelai Golombuski and a big drop this weekend from Isabel Boggio. Again, putting them in the running. You also have teams like Cardinal O'Hara who have Sarah Lorenz who has not run on a course like Rose Tree yet this year uh, to see where that time drops. So when these team scores are going to become very important. Uh, and once again, it's too close to call in my opinion. But in reality, you, you look like you're fighting in this, in this meet, and anything could happen on any given day. And in my opinion, any team can go out there, finish within the top five, and really push themselves. Um, so in reality, I'm not going to give you my projections uh, because I can't project this meet. Right? Based off statistics, number four or five, they need to be the ones that are pushing a lot more and helping their teammates out as much as possible. The more people you pass by in that team race, the closer this race gets. And just like the NFL, any given Sunday, anything could potentially happen. So once again, good luck to everybody this weekend. I know this is a longer podcast. I tried to keep my feel a little bit shorter at the end. Best of luck this weekend. Uh, wish, honestly, go out there, give your all, give everything you got and know that everybody has a chance in this. So good luck. Get out there. Get up those hills. Make sure you move.
Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DelcoXCPod. If you like us, email us, DelcoXC at gmail.com. Give us a five-star review on Apple. Let us know how we're doing. Comment. Even uh, even ask, answer the questions that are up on Spotify. Great to have you all this weekend. Good luck at Delco Championships. This is Kevin Key signing off.